0: We're going to pray the Lord's Prayer together. So wherever you are, will you bow and repeat the words of the Lord's Prayer with me? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Our scripture is taken from John chapter 10. But before we read this, we just want to remind us all, you and me, that this unbelievable, unprecedented, chaotic season is all in the Lord's hands. Isn't it amazing that in America, the worst part, the peak of this pandemic is happening during Lent and specifically over Holy Week. The Lord is in control of this. He's calling his people. He's calling all people to come before him. Help us to have eyes and ears to see this. Fear is a thief and a liar. Fear is not our friend. And fear can block us from remembering why we're here. And our good shepherd is here. And he is going to lead us clearly. There are many gifts that many of you have experienced already unfettered, extended family time. And there are other many little gifts as well. Did you know that across the nation in most major cities, all crimes across the board have decreased every single one. It is an incredible reality. And most of the experts are not surprised. They're very straightforward because they say here in one one article that, of course, the crime has decreased because everyone's been confined to their couches. The would-be criminals have fewer chances to break in. We've taken away all their opportunities. So crime has definitely decreased. And that is a gift because if you remember, over the past couple of years, the crimes across the board have increased in Dallas. Our personal safety has been more and more threatened over the past two years in particular. There's been all kinds of assaults, increases in murders, break-ins and such. And now it's all decreased. That's one of those little silver linings in the midst of this pandemic. Do you know what it feels like to have someone break into your house? Do you know that feeling of being violated, the fear that comes in. You know, experts tell us that there's five main ways that a thief, a robber, a burglar will actually break into our house. Do you know what those are? I'm gonna give you the top three uh, in reverse order here. So the third way that most criminals come in is through the back door. 22% of them. Figure out a way to get in, break in through the back door. Number two is through a first floor window, either breaking in or shimming it loose and providing uh, a way to enter our homes. But surprisingly, shockingly, the number one way that burglars come and break into our house is through the front door. And ironically, or Crazy to note that actually 34% of the time, they just nearly turn the handle and open the door. The door's not even locked and they break in that way. So across this nation, most burglaries and home invasions, they walk in the front door. Now that's scary. So for all of you, please lock your front door. And we have something in common with first century uh, Palestinian Jews who lived uh, during that season, especially with shepherds, because they understood the critical, specific security of that front door, the only door, the main door of the sheepfold, where all the sheep would gather at night. We're going to read about that right now, but that front door is critical. So in John 10, we find out that Jesus is the door. He's also our good shepherd. So read along with me. If you have the scripture in front of you, John 10 says, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in through another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice and he calls his own by name and leads them out. When he has brought them out all their own, he goes before them and the sheep follow him and they know his voice. The stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him for they don't know his voice, the voice of a stranger. Now this was a figure of speech that Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying. So what did Jesus do? He said it to them plainly. Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door. I am the door of the sheep and all who come in before me are thieves and robbers. But the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door and if anyone enters by me he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes to steal, kill and destroy, but I came that you might have life and have it abundantly. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This is one of the most beloved passages in in the gospels as our Lord as the good shepherd. And as this passage, John 10 plays out, we find out amazing things about our good shepherd who loves us. But in this specific passage that we're focusing on, the I am passage where Jesus says, I am the door. We have only a few players, key actors in this. We have Jesus as our good shepherd, We had the thieves and the robbers, and we have the sheep. And of those three, we, the people, we are the sheep. And if you know anything about sheep, they're not the smartest creatures. They're always fearful. They're unstable. They're timid. They have all kinds of quirks. They're just like us. They are just like us. We are all sheep who wander away. But it's very interesting here on how Jesus explains who is a thief, who's a robber, and who is the Good Shepherd. They are known by the way they enter into the sheepfold. For clearly, as we've already read, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, that person is a thief. If you come in another way, you're a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door, that is the shepherd. That is the good shepherd. So if we were living back in the Palestine times as a good shepherd, we would understand all these metaphors. In fact, the entire Old Testament is steeped in a clear understanding of sheep and shepherd, of pastures and flocks, It is very much part and parcel of their world, such a different world than us, but we do have similar things in common. There are thieves and robbers and bad things and threats to the security of their welfare, always coming at them, just like with us. They may not have had pandemics, but they had brutal, violent people doing bad things. They had thieves who would come to kill, steal, and destroy. And we had the same. Different, different setup, different places in the world, but similar threats. And there clearly here is a legitimate way to enter in and an illegitimate way. Jesus is very emphatic here. He says, there's no other way to come in except through the one door. It is the front door. It is the only door. And if you notice here, it's all based on relationship. As the good shepherd comes to the gate, the gatekeeper opens the door. He knows him, he knows the voice. The sheep hear the voice of the shepherd and they come to him. Amazing. But notice the thieves and the robbers, they have to figure out all kinds of different ways. They are the stranger. The sheep do not know the voice and they run away. The gatekeeper would never open the gate, the door into the sheepfold with someone he does not know. So it's relational. It's defined by who they are, what their actions are and how they enter into the door. And it's all based on relationship. You can kind of see where this is leading us. Here is the key. The sheep had this relationship, they know his voice and they follow him. Brothers and sisters, we during this time need to retune our ears, me and you, to listen for his voice. Do we know it? Are we listening to 1000 different voices of experts, of fear, across the spectrum of the news. But are we listening to his voice? We can learn from these sheep as well as from the good shepherd. They know his voice. They hear it. They're tuned to it. Have you slowed down enough to be still and listen? Stop, listen, and follow. This is what we need to do. During this time, especially in this first century, the hearers of this passage as Jesus was teaching this included all people from all over Jerusalem, but also the Pharisees. And they had been poor shepherds, not faithful shepherds. There are loads of Old Testament passages where God prophetically calls out the shepherds to love and care for the sheep. But the, the sheep now at the time of Jesus was, was walking on this earth, they were, were without a shepherd and they were lost. Like so many of us today, wandering alone, have left the fold and desperately need to return to the shepherd what a time to return to the good shepherd. There's so many voices, but we must come to God's word and listen to his voice. We must listen to it first. We must listen to it all the time and saturate into it. So Jesus teaches us that he is the door. He indicates that he is the one and only one. And we are God's people And we know that the robbers are coming, but there's only one entrance to the gate. In fact, he's very clear, verse seven, eight, nine. I am the door, Jesus says. He makes it a very clear fact. He's the only entrance in. This is all about salvation. It's clear to all of us, is it not? We know that the purpose of Jesus coming, he is both the source of our salvation and the entrance into our salvation. He provides it all. What a savior. He just doesn't give us himself, but he actually gives us the means and the manner from which we can enter into the salvation, which is through him. The sheep must come through him to have eternal life. And in case we get lost in all this, just like the people did when they first heard this, Jesus moved from figurative to explicit And he says to them, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go out and find pasture. The thief comes to kill, steal and destroy. But I come, you may have it life and have it abundantly. And then in verse 27, he goes on to say, my sheep hear my voice and they know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. No one can snatch them from my hand. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that encouraging to know that? If you have put your faith in Jesus, if you have crossed over and gone through our Lord and Savior into the abundant life that he has promised, great news. He can't snatch, no one can snatch you from his hand. No one. He is the all powerful one. In our world where there's so many dangers, where so many are seeking safety and security and everything functionally apart from Christ, this is the time of all that we can say, we are are his sheep. We are in his pasture. He is our good shepherd. No one, nothing, not even a pandemic can snatch us from Jesus's hand. Nothing. So let the Lord for the power of the Holy Spirit, expose all the areas of our souls, you and me, where we're fearful, where we're concerned, maybe false hope, looking for safety and security where it can never be found. We know this, but we keep doing it helplessly sometimes. Jesus makes it clear He is our shepherd, He is the ultimate protection. There will always be threats. Let's be, let's be clear, we know this. There will always be thieves and robbers just as it was back then and so it is with us today. Liars, false teachers, deceivers, poor shepherds, on and on and on. But Jesus is saying, it's almost like a, like a Western movie where Jesus is at the door, he is the door and he's telling all the enemies of this world and the devil himself. If you want to get to my sheep, you have to go through me. And that's not going to happen. He is our Lord. And he is in charge. He is the good shepherd who takes care of us. So as we are in this crisis, we have this incredible opportunity to tell others the door. You want to find peace, safety, security? Enter in through the door, through Jesus. Enter in and find rest for your souls. We talk about opening wide our doors. We're talking about having new doors. But Jesus is the door by his own words. He is the access, the entrance, the gateway to eternal life through him. No one comes to the Father except through Jesus. So he makes it very clear to us, Salvation is found in no one else. So we can be encouraged. Help us, O Lord, to stand our post. Help us, O Lord, to be at peace and to enjoy the abundant life that he has promised us in John 10. And in case we forget, how could we not reflect back on one of the most famous passages in all of scripture that is completely tethered and undergirded by this relationship with the sheep and the shepherd, which is Psalm 23. And I close with this. Once again, brothers and sisters, remember the Lord is our shepherd. We have everything we need. We don't have to be in want. He makes us lie down in green pastures. He leads us beside still waters. He restores our soul. Even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we don't have to fear any evil. His rod and his staff are there to comfort us. He is our good shepherd. We have everything we need. As we close out our time on this Holy Week, every day we worship, we're going to have a time of silent prayer. And so will you bow with me in silence and let the Holy Spirit turn and churn inside of you things that you need to pray for what you need to listen to in response to God's word. Let's pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.